0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Till Podcast. Chromatos is traveling for the holidays, so I'm joined by Loxman and 3030Threat. What's going what's on, up? guys? What's up? Um, so, uh, what, what are you guys doing for holidays? What you, uh, Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, probably going to go out to eat, um, since I can't cook that much. <laughs> going to watch some football,
2: usual
3: nice i'm gonna be going back home uh watching the ucf usf game in person in orlando like i do every other year so looking forward to that last time i was there was when ucf was undefeated and they had that epic friday night matchup that like everyone sort of started like virally tuning into so hopefully get something just as exciting it's a night game which is nice for the uh, tailgating and such
0: uh sounds good. So quick disclaimer, I've been having some problems with my microphone. It'll like uh it'll just like stop working. Um and then I've got to do a little adjusting. So if I'll carry the in,
2: podcast like I usually do.
0: Yeah. If at any point I like you like I cut out, just yell at me and I will reset my uh reset my audio program here. So I got you. For uh, okay, well, um let's just kick it off uh get get right down to to the point. Um uh, Nick Foles fucking sucks, guys. Yeah, he fucking sucks, dude.
1: So uh, bad.
0: 88 million dollars. Right. Yep. 88 mil. So um you know a lot of us didn't want to sign him anyway, and, and then we really didn't want to sign him for $88 million. Yeah. But we got but we got stuck with him. So we were like, okay, well, you know, let's try to be positive and see what happens. And then he fucking breaks his collarbone, right? Like, mm-hmm. of course, Nick Foles and collarbones. So So then we just all just got fucking spoiled by Gardner. And... Uh, towards the end those last couple of games a lot of people soured on him Or were like give me Nick Foles please uh, he's gonna carry us to the promised land and then Nick Foles just fucking sucks like <laughs> like two games in a row like uh, you know like it's <sighs> so fucking
3: bad man like it's it, 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 his, the people comparing it it really does remind me I've, I've seen Cody Kessler comparisons and it felt a little bit like that last year where you're like oh this guy throws a nice spiral but it's it's not going anywhere good. I mean, throws it pretty, but it doesn't nothing happens from it. But I saw some people on Twitter saying that he looked like Blaine Gabbert. He obviously throws the ball a lot better. But and you guys tell me if I'm wrong. Um he he lo- he looks scared, you know, throwing the ball scared, uh, most of the time. In the in this game. I think in the in the first game he started, uh um against uh Indy, he looked a little bit less like that, but just in this last one he looked just
2: just completely he's, he's like, also
3: terrified. never been mobile
1: and behind our offensive line it's just yeah. a recipe for disaster
0: mm-hmm. right um yeah like that first game and a lot of people a- after that game you know, a lot of people are saying oh this is first game back after like nine weeks or t- yeah. t- 10 weeks for or whatever to touch the ball enough like Yeah, right. So it's like, you know, give him a chance uh, to, you know, give him a chance to knock the rust off and and, and get the, get back, like get his timing down with his receivers. And so I'm like, okay, like whatever. Uh, He he sucks, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) And And, and then what
2: happened? (laughs) And
0: and then the, the same exact fucking thing happened, except Fournette was actually running the ball. Well, well, I he was he actually
3: worse, man. Tell... Am I crazy or did he look worse this? He actually against... did
0: look worse. Yeah, yeah, right. He, he... <clears throat> he did. Um, and what is up with those sidearm passes? Oh. Like, I he's like trying to Patrick Mahomes it in there, and he's definitely not Patrick Mahomes. And those sidearm passes were like some of the worst passes that he threw all day. Like they were so far off.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like...
3: you know, like towards the end of that game when they were finally getting him going with all the sideline to sideline shit, I was watching this and I'm like, Oh wait, this looks just like Nate Hackett's scheme with uh, when he was using Bortles. Right. And it just goes to show you, like, I mean, I didn't really think Nick Hackett was that good of a coach, but when your quarterback is that limited, you could say, or your offense in general is that limited. Cause it's not all on before everyone starts to bitch and say, we're being too hard on Nick Foles. It's of course not all on him. I've been critical of the other wide receivers outside of shark and everybody else, but. It's mo. It's on Foles more than anyone else, and you got to think like, yeah, the play calling isn't exactly what I'd want it to be, but he's really he's got to compensate for his quarterback and his his deficiencies, and he's look and Nick Foles is looking real motherfucking deficient.
1: And the worst part is that we have a future franchise quarterback on the bench mm-hmm. who supposedly Doug Marone slash Tom Coughlin will not play. So yeah. That's the worst part of it all.
2: You know, the, the worst of
3: it is is that I really – I don't want a repeat of what happened. Like, I'm going to just grit my teeth through the last few parts of this uh, forgettable season because I don't want the same thing to happen. Like, I think we can all agree Doug Marone's gone, right? I mean, just from his pressers, you know his ass is canned. Um, Either that or well he quits. He it seems
1: like he hates working for Tom Coughlin.
3: I, uh, yeah, Tom Coughlin, I mean, this this has got to be an exhausting franchise to work for. And, you know, Marone's been through a lot the last few years. I don't think – I feel bad for him. Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of annoying, the things that he's saying and doing. Um, but he's going to get shit-canned, and he already knows it. But what I don't want to have to happen is the same shit as the last time I went through all this, where only the head coach gets fired. You promote from within, and you don't really make any significant changes, just like when it went from Gus Bradley to Marone.
2: well unfortunately
1: knowing this franchise we have to expect the worst so it wouldn't surprise me if we saw like john d filippo be promoted to yeah coach or something like that
3: i do like the people who hate the play calling but the play caller is the guy who allegedly is like knows falls the best right. that we could get to coach here at least
0: right yeah. and you know it's funny like especially you know, when Gardner was in like a lot of the play, like there were, there were times where the play calling was great where it really was. The play designs were Mm -hmm. great and people were executing and the receivers were running their routes and and the the play calling looked great. And then um, those last couple of weeks of Gardner, it looked like such a regression. And then Foles comes in and it's much of the same thing the past two weeks. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's that old. It's that old school, like run, run, pass, Nate Hackett shit. Yeah, and we've gotten it four weeks in a row now.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: like, I almost wonder if they were like, if they were like, okay, look, well, uh, well Nick's coming back in two weeks, so um, you know, let's while we have Gardner in, let's start shifting everything back to the way we want to run things. The fucking old school way that doesn't fucking work, this Mm -hmm. run run pass stuff, Mm -hmm. and um, which is it's actually really funny because if you think about that first Foles game, Leonard touched the ball like eight times, and Nick threw it for like Nick threw like fifty times or whatever, but but it didn't feel like it didn't to me even though it was like a obviously a really pass heavy game it didn't feel like that to me like it it still felt like. Those old dump offs and screens uh, that we've been seeing for the last I don't know fucking five years, right?
3: Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah,
0: like it felt like the same playbook, just with less running up the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the old uh, Chad Henny days. You see, like he couldn't even cross a line of scrimmage on a third and two in the third quarter. Like, right? It was bad memories. Yeah.
3: Do you think he's still hurt? maybe, um, to play devil's advocate. If he's hurt,
1: he shouldn't be playing, well, and he I, should it's know his, that. It's his non,
3: yeah, and it's his non-throwing shoulders, so I don't know if it's like... I'm When I say <sighs> hurt, I don't really think it's like... A, I guess I don't mean a physical debilitation, but more like a mental one, I guess. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean... It, it's hard for me to say... he. It's hard for me to say that he's not... That he is still hurt. Uh, I don't think he would necessarily come back in and play hurt. Uh, I mean, he he may not be one hundred percent, or he well, may not be like mentally uh, mentally ready to play. But uh, I don't know. Something's something's not right. And maybe it's because he just sucks. I don't know. <laughs> I
3: mean, he looks way worse than I ever thought he would. Like I I always disliked the signing because I always thought he was you know average at on a good day and he only got hot for a few games but this is ridiculous compared to you know i didn't think you'd see someone who looks just so inadequate the same way that we've seen with like bortles and, and henny and kessler like this this is not even the guy this is less than the guy that i think me and everyone else
2: expected to get like far less he's just straight up bad there's no redeeming qualities at all to mm-hmm. his play
0: right yeah um, the 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 most surprising thing to me, and maybe this has to do with it being hurt or or um, I, I I don't know, but we heard like for fucking ever how strong his arm was, and he had a rocket and a cannon, and he's under throwing like ninety five percent of his passes. <laughs> like, dude, it's bad, man. It's like really it, bad. that that can't be a timing thing. Like Gardner wow. didn't have timing issues when he got thrusted yeah. in. Like out of the fucking blue, yeah. in uh, uh in the Kansas City game, you know, like yeah, uh, like uh, so Nick Everyone, shouldn't Nick shouldn't have timing issues if he's got a fucking cannon, just fucking air it out and Shark will catch up to it, you know.
3: Everyone's talking about the pass that Shark dropped, I think, in the first quarter. That I mean, I didn't know where he's going with that. Like Foles, he he, it's the one where he, like he had to. Kind of lay hands on the DB and throw him behind him to try to make the play. And it kind of went through him. But clearly, like Sharks on the outside of that DB and the DB's like in front of him. And the way Foles throws it is like a big rainbow lob that's got a lot of air under it. It's clearly not like trying to be, a, it's not designed to be like a back shoulder throw or anything like that. I really think Foles intended for that to be like a, hey, you know, catch this like in front of the guy. And that's a touchdown. And so, like, you're kind of like, okay, well, if he had actually had enough arm strength to do that, it's probably getting picked off because the DB was well in front of Shark. So I'm just wondering, like, if you think he's – he's clearly not on the same page as the receivers, but when Gardner came in, yeah, it took him like a game, and then he was good to go. Gardner didn't get any time with the ones. So why, why should Foles need all this?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, so So let me ask you guys this. Uh, say he comes out next week against Tampa Bay and he sucks it up again, uh, like I'm sure we expect, but uh, I mean, if, if he keeps sucking it up, how many games do we have left? Five games?
1: Well, yeah, five games. Like fucking five okay. Games,
0: yeah. So, uh, I mean, say he just keeps sucking it up, like mm-hmm. relentlessly sucks. Like, is there any point where they're like, oh, all right, just uh, that's enough. Let's throw Gardner in.
3: I think only if you see a coaching change. I don't. I don't know if they're going to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like if they had to make a change, they would have made it after this week. Like we scored a bunch of garbage time points, but at no point when the game actually mattered, to do you look good at all. Yeah,
3: so. I agree with that.
0: Okay, that's that's fair, and yeah. uh, that that's kind of the same page I'm on too. I, I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, they're going to be stubborn and stick with their guy because. Obviously Foles is their guy. And uh I feel bad for Gardner, man, because he really I mean, he, he really came out and he played his ass off and mm-hmm. he I mean he got us you know, he got us several wins.
3: That's a lot further than I thought we'd get. That's for right. sure.
0: And uh you know, they fucking they marked
3: Oh, we lost you dude, I think.
0: Oh shit. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, you back. All right, I'm back. Um, okay, I'll fix that. So, uh, yeah, he came in and he balled out, uh, you know, the, the team marketed him, uh, mm-hmm. the stadium is full of fake mustaches, he was in the, the Uncle Rico commercial, or that, oh, uh, yeah. short on ESPN, I mean, like, like, fucking five rookie of the weeks or whatever, and yeah. then like Nick comes back and they just shut him down, dude. And like
3: That's brutal, it, bro. It's
0: it's got to be it's got to be bad for his confidence to play that well and and have that much support just to get shit canned and then them not even consider uh, like not them not even consider him as an option when Do you remember
2: his
3: press com? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was fucking crushed, man. Even though he knew it was coming, and he said it, he's like, he's like, man, this sucks. Like, at, not just after the loss, but like losing his job. Like, that's the kind of dude I want. Like, you know, as my franchise quarterback, who's that? You know, he he's one of the few players where I'm like, this guy gives as much of a shit about this stupid sport as I do, and that's right. really fucking endearing to me. You know.
1: Meanwhile, we have our other quarterback who does oh, not care at all.
3: Guy. I was wondering yeah. if we were gonna get to this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh definitely. Let let's talk about the let's talk about the press conferences. Dude, um, holy shit. You know, like, the
3: first one I there were a lot of people on Twitter who were kind of forgiven of them. But the second one I think everyone's like, nah, never mind, fuck this dude. Like
0: Right. Um Yeah, it so the way I saw it today, and I know like people have kind of I, I saw it somewhere probably on Twitter, a bunch of people probably said it, but he's like the Gus Bradley of quarterbacks. Like he's
3: so much like Gus Bradley, dude.
0: So so I, I agree to that, but like I think what's even more accurate is it if Chad Henney were Gus Bradley and they yeah. were like that's Nick Foles. Like Nick Foles is yeah. Chad Henney and Gus Bradley love child.
2: Oh God.
1: I feel like Chad Henney and Gus Bradley, just as people, were so much more likable than Nick Foles
3: is. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> like Gus was a cool guy. Want to sit down and have a beer with him. Chad Henney beat up some safety. Nick cool Nick Foles. Nick Foles. It's boring.
0: Nick Foles would never beat up a safety.
3: I asked that on the on the jag bag. Like who's who's who who would who would win a fight? Who would like get into a fight? <laughs> We'll see how those guys answer that one. I'm excited to hear that.
2: Yeah. But,
3: like, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> the thing of it is, like, after his shit today where he's talking about building a culture, the whole thing is like, no, 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 no. Y- you were supposed to bring the culture, bro. You were supposed to be the answer to, to problems, and you knew that coming into this situation.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. So, like, well, that's two weeks yeah. in a row that he's mentioned the culture, building, a, yeah. building the culture. That's two weeks in a row. Like, bro, not... Dude.
3: Yeah, to quote fucking Dave Caldwell, it's built. Like the, the the culture is that we fucking suck and we're losing. And so that, that culture's already built. We're all very well acquainted with that culture. And you've so far from what I've seen from this motherfucker, like he's do he's not gonna, gonna do a damn thing to change that culture. It's it, it's you're not changing the culture, dude. It's built.
1: The culture was getting to a good place when we had Gardner Misty yeah. running the offense, yeah, we liked him. Winning games, smash mouth offense. Mm-hmm. extending plays he just vaporized during the bye week.
3: Yeah. You always the, had a feeling that there was hope even if even if they were not playing their best, which they weren't for most of those weeks because we're not a good football team. Or an average one, I think.
0: It's the first time in 5 years that the offense has had like some kind of swag to it, you know. Right, some kind of light. Um, right, it was like it was it was exciting. Uh, to go out there or to watch them go out there and then, yeah. you know, like, like n- not know what to expect, whether it's a uh, Gardner, like s- scrambling for 10 seconds in the pocket and then like hitting chart, like, uh, you know, down the middle, on, like it-, it was just, or if, or if Leonard's going to take it like 90 yards, you know, like, yeah, it, it was like, it- like the offense had life and they had some swag uh, the fucking receivers are dancing and, and wearing fake mustaches. You know, like, it was exciting. <laughs> and now... That's the
3: culture, bro. Yeah, it, it was... Right. Man, it all, look at what happened. Motherfucker came back. It all went away.
0: Right. Nick Nick came back, and you've got, uh, you know, uh, uh, Yannick flipping guys off on the sideline, and, uh, and Leonard just, like, not shaking hands after the game, and yeah. uh, fucking Doug... Uh, I, it was it was today or yesterday. He, um, just,
3: just wants, he wants to fucking die. Oh, uh, dude, time.
0: he was his his presser was. Just, he was so defeated in his presser. Uh, someone asked him about Nick's uh, comments on the culture, and he oh. was just he was just so defeated. Like
3: he didn't give a shit, bro. He was like no. he was like yeah, well he's like i know that's hard to do when you're losing or what his his comment i can't remember the word for it but it basically directly contradicted what Foles was saying right like and which makes sense i mean like and you know what that's why people are so triggered by the fucking shit that Foles is saying and his pressers man because we've seen this shit before dude it was literally just gus bradley no we like you think we want that shit again the hell no And it also gives you the striking feeling that he doesn't fucking give a shit about being here, which I don't really think he does. I think he came in here with the best intentions. Like, I'm going to fucking rip on foals a whole lot. I'm sure he came in here with his best fucking Christian mindset uh, in the way, but now that he's here, he's obviously fucking discouraged. And if you read his book, like I was stupid enough to fucking do, you find out that this won't be the first time he's been discouraged. Like, he has fallen out of love with football before, and if there's ever going to be a team that makes this motherfucker – Fall out
2: of football love again. It's Jacksonville Jaguar, especially if he's supposed to be the leader and he's fucking sucking at it.
1: Yep. He's got his money. Um, he's happy with his life. Uh, I don't think winning or losing football games is going to make a huge difference to him. Like it does for a six-round rookie who's trying to, you know, earn his place in this league.
3: Yeah, the best thing we can do is just uh, shame him and boo him and uh, hopefully that discourages him to he retires.
0: Right, and honestly, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about the game against the Bucks this weekend and how like we don't give a shit and like nobody yeah. gives a shit and like I I saw some people online are already like trying to like get rid of their tickets and stuff, like nobody wants to go see this sh- shit show. But I'm I'm really really curious if there are like any decent amount of people in the stadium this week and full start sucking it up. How loud the stadium will get for Gardner?
3: Oh, I bet he gets fucking booed on the starting lineup when they come out. Although I don't know how they do it. I know some some weeks they announce the starting defense, and some weeks they announce the starting offense, alternating. But yeah, whenever I think whenever they see fools out there, unless this guy starts, you know, like doing what he got paid to do, then he's gonna get just. You know, ruthlessly beat up on, and he fucking deserves it. I did. I, one week I didn't think so. And normally I'm just kind of like, all right, well, I think people get too up in arms about booing players. It's something that comes with the territory. So I always hate it when they're like, oh, don't boo them. And I'm like, yeah, man, you paid your money, you can boot, you can do whatever you want to, as long as you're not being disruptive of the people to your left and right. Right. But, like, if you want to boo a player, go go right the fuck ahead, man. But like. After his comments and the lack of empathy they showed for not just the fans, but for the franchise as a whole, the other players there, saying, like, oh, this is where you build culture. How, dude, what What were you doing all those weeks where you were hurt? Because I didn't hear a peep. I know we got some Puff piece article about how apparently he's been helping Gardner out or something. But that's it? Like, you are brought here to be a fucking leader, bro. Start acting like one. Fuck.
1: And I've seen players booed for a lot less. And the other crazy thing is that, like, for other issues in the Jaguars franchise, like Telvin or Jalen or whatever, the fan base is split. Even with, like, Bortles versus whoever else, the fan base was split. I feel like it's 85 to 90% pro Minshew at this point. So even, like, the quote-unquote, like, old-school fans hate him, so.
3: There's a lot of fucking people who are pro Foles. They're all Eagles fans
1: right oh, God. don't get me th- started man. yeah i know um,
3: it's so fucking annoying on the on the subreddit the nfl reddit twitter facebook i've i've hit every fucking medium and every time you're like yo full sucks some dude who who hasn't watched a single jags game since the afc championship is going to be like no it's you guys that suck and i'm like or he's gonna be like well he was great in philly and i'm like well first of all no he wasn't that great in philly He's great for two games and secondly he sucks here now. Tune in sometime. People are saying like, "Well, the run defense, blah blah," and I'm like, "Yeah, it sucks." But when these games are within reach, Foles I think has scored maybe like thirteen points. I want to say like it was like it was like ten to something. It was a one score game at the half for both of these games I believe the last two. Um, it was three to seven against the uh, uh, against the Titans and ten to something against. Uh, the colts and then shit just like spiraled out of control um and if you only have a score of like three or ten in the first half and you're the 88 million dollar quarterback and then you know the defense held on for as long as it could through a half or so before its deficiencies like caught up with it you got to do more as a quarterback man scoring 13 points in two games when the points are actually when the points actually matter that's not good enough
0: so I, I have a, a a really good friend of mine. He is a professor at Coastal Carolina. Oh shit! Um, smart he's, motherfucker. Yeah, he's he's really fucking smart, right? And I, I've never once talked football with this guy in my life. And uh, he's originally from he's originally from Pennsylvania. Um, I think he's a Steelers fan though. Um, but it, 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 nevertheless. Um, out of the blue today, he told me, um, essentially calling Nick Foles a system quarterback. And, and basically, what he said was like even more so than other quarterbacks. If you take Nick out of like a West Coast style offense, like this is this is what you get. Like you you get what we're getting now. Like, um, and you know, I was thinking about it. Like our our system. Like our system is completely different than than what they were running in Philadelphia. So yeah, he he might have a valid point that like Nick might just suck when he's not in the system that you know that that kind of like uh, West Coast style uh, uh, system.
3: Well, I said this when we signed him. I'm like, you're never going to be able to replicate what they did uh, in Philly for the Super Bowl on offense because you don't have their coaching and you don't have. Uh, the personnel that they had. You don't have anything that looks anywhere near to what they had in Philly. So for that reason, I always thought we should just probably like be tanking this season anyways after firing the front office. But I think they've done the best they can to replicate that system. But I don't think fucking Foles would be good in any system right now. Just looking at what I've seen the last two weeks, he doesn't look confident. He looks scared out there for all the shit that Minshew got for seeing ghosts or whatever. This guy Foles isn't any fucking better, man. He's terrified. Right. He throws, and and what's worse is like he doesn't just like he doesn't feel phantom pressure. He he throws scared too.
1: You're so inaccurate. Like he's not hitting passes an NFL quarterback should hit. Like he's he's like Bortles caliber accuracy sometimes.
3: It's terrible right now, man. So that's why I asked you guys if you thought he might still be hurt or something. But I think you're both right. When it's like, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's not what we thought we were getting with this guy. Um, And yeah, I know the run defense has been terrible. Blah blah blah. No, no one would be giving Gardner shit right now um, if we were losing these games because you felt like he was actually doing shit like the right way and he was doing his best. Even in the Houston game, man, that shit sucked. And after he like kind of collapsed and fell apart or whatever, you at least got the sense like, hey, man, this guy's really fucking trying to get us back into this game and being aggressive and not giving up. And it led us some turnovers. But you know what? I'm okay with that. With what Foles is doing where he's playing like a fucking pussy, I'm not okay with that. You're supposed to be the veteran. You're, you're supposed to be more in control of the offense than, than the six round rookie. He really doesn't. Every
1: single play is snapped. with like two, one, or zero seconds left yeah. on the play clock. I don't know what is going on for 38 seconds, but Mincher's just seen. Mincher's a really smart guy. Like, but Foles, we expect better. Oh, 100%.
0: Right.
3: Well, he's uh, been described as a one read quarterback, too. And I think we're really seeing that.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, so so let me ask you, uh, just going back to Doug Marone for a second, he mentioned that uh, some some people have criticized some people within the organization have criticized the way he uh, the way he disciplines the players or how hard he is on some of the players or or or, or whatever it is. So like and naturally the first name that came to everyone's mind was Tom Coughlin. So it got me, it got me wondering, like, I wonder if like Minshew is Doug Marone's guy, like Doug wants to play Gardner and someone's telling him, no, we're not playing Gardner. We're playing Nick.
3: Well, I think everyone after, after the, the London debacle, uh, was willing to give Nick one shot. I mean, I wasn't because I,
2: I, I'm a little bit more pessimistic, as everyone knows. And I thought we should just roll with the rookie and uh, see what's there. I think you guys have cut out.
0: You there, Locks? Locks, man. I think he cut out.
2: Oh. Oh, Maybe. I'm back. Are you back? Yeah, I
0: okay. got a phone call. Oh, goddamn it! Don't you hate that?
3: Yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> um, My phone's on silent, so.
0: Yeah it it definitely it definitely killed the vibe, uh, like any vibe this team had. And after that London game, you're right a lot of people were a lot of people were ready to see Nick come in and and sling it. And, and get us back into uh, the, the hunt for the division, but that fucking crumpled quickly. It crumpled as quickly as he does in the pocket when there's any amount of fucking pressure.
3: It's so fucking embarrassing, man. I know he wasn't mobile, but like, I think you get a guy who's fucking smart enough. I gotta quit using the word cerebral because I abused the hell out of it. Um, <laughs> like, you, you feel like you're you getting a guy who with that one read kind of thing, like he's gonna get the ball out. And he he fucking doesn't. He's once his once like shark or someone's covered up or his first target isn't, you know, he doesn't have a Zach Ertz who's miraculously wide open for the Eagles all the
2: time. He doesn't have an Alshon to chuck it up to who can you know be a double. Yo, hold on, hold on a sec, guys. Oh fuck!
0: I'm back. Okay.
2: All right.
0: Uh, my sh- my shit just you- went nuts for a second, dude.
3: Did you get all that? Or I mean, because I can just summarize it and just call th- pussy. Honestly, that's basically the yeah. Basic yeah what we're yeah, yeah, saying.
0: Yeah, 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 I got it. Um, okay. Yeah, he is. Uh, just just watching him like crumple and fall to the ground is. It's pathetic, man. Yeah, it really is. Um, there were there were several times this past Sunday where I'm like. Why are you just falling to the like he's yeah. i don't know I don't know if it's just he's afraid of getting hurt again or if like that's just how he's always played when there's pressure in his face, but like fuck dude, yeah. like
3: he the great line in philly man i I like watching that playoff run he had there for the Super Bowl. I don't recall him you know absorbing too much pressure having to handle it that often like I mean, I haven't watched that shit in a while since maybe this last off season. I went back and watched that see what we were getting but I don't ever recall the guy having to really handle that much pressure.
0: Yeah. And on on top of that, like, fucking, uh, he's throwing balls in the linemen again. It's like watching Blake throw, like, batted balls all day. He literally uh, looks
3: like the the combined, if you, if you could combine Chad Henney, Cody Kessler, and fucking Blake Bortles into a quarterback, but with all of, like, their worst traits and only a few of their best ones, and then gave them the personality of like a, a milk toast Gus Bradley. <laughs> that's Nick Foles. That's Foles to a T.
2: That's
1: perfect.
3: Yeah, like Blake Bortles, but without his running ability. Chad Henney, but without the cool facial hair. Cody Kessler with the spiral, but without. Uh, All right, so he's know. basically Cody Kessler.
0: If we're going mean, to summarize, yeah. it,
3: it's basically Cody Kessler.
0: You know what he yeah, is? But
3: he, he plays more. He plays scared, like how Gabbert. Is. So he's. He's like a he's like a worse Cody Kessler. Oh God,
0: what he is? He's Tom Coughlin, but Mm forty years younger,
3: (laughs) or Gus Bradley, but forty years old.
0: Right. Um,
3: Oh man, it's it's awful, dude. Like it, and you know, and here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, have we finished like Duncan on this dude enough to like maybe?
0: Oh, if if you want to transition, let's transition.
3: Well I feel like I mean like we could probably go all night and just like keep drinking and keep fucking dunking on the dude cuz lord knows we've we've just watched like 6 hours of him play garbage football right. much worse than they would think cuz imagine but so, so, so what do you what do you think happens after this season with him assuming there's multiple firings in the in the staff they're going
1: to make him compete and like god willing he doesn't win the competition so and he's know. our backup quarterback cuz at this point, I can't see anyone, Chicago or otherwise, trading for him. He's just bad. He's yeah. like worse than Trubisky. So, what's the
3: point? And expensive. Yeah, that was that was always a pipe dream, man.
0: Um, so uh, I think if he continues to play bad for the rest of the year, which at this point I uh, I suspect he will. I think, unless he retires, I think the front office is going to be stubborn and want to hold on to him. Um, and I think maybe a situation similar to, you know, when they when they brought in Doug, and you know, and they said, "All right, well, Blake's our guy, so you know, Blake's gonna play." Um, but Blake just played bad enough that they're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna throw Cody fucking Kessler out there." But, um, yeah. I, I'm I, I'm kind of I'm kind of weary that that he wouldn't actually like last game of the season we get blown out and press conference the next day they say, yeah, Nick, Nick's are our, our 2020 starting quarterback, you know, like I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, well, they I can that... say
1: that, but they're not going to be here in 2020. Yeah, like, exactly.
3: So. Right. Like that thats that might not be a choice for them to, to fucking make, so I think well, I'm hoping 30-30, like what you're saying, the, is that's my best Case scenario is you do you bring in a guy who has an honest quarterback competition next year.
0: Do you think Con's going to come out with another statement uh, b- saying like you know we're gonna mm. we're gonna do what we've got to do to turn <laughs> this around? We're we're not going to re- repeat twenty nineteen. Well, speaking then... of
3: Con's, I know you've seen it, J.C. I don't think people on the sub who don't go on Twitter a lot see it, but the latest thing from Made by Tim is the graphic design he did of like from Khan's statement last year where he said that long-winded statement he gave. We're like, this is unacceptable. It's been too many long Sundays since I've taken over here. And now they've changed that into like, it's like the new Duval till we die, or even please really, even when he's released, it's like, you know, hashtag too many long Sundays, just to kind of remind con about the shit that he pumped us up with when he made all these changes. And guess what? It's just more of the same bullshit this year. And this year you ain't got any injuries to blame, but and you ain't got any Blake boards to blame.
0: Right. And like, I mean, he, so he talked all that shit about, like, hey, if we start going on that path, we're going to fucking make some changes and turn it around. And, like, yeah. nothing's nothing's fucking changed yet. You nope. know? where Marone's a dead
3: man. I mean, Marone's right. a dead man, and that means his likely his entire staff is dead. Because they're not going to hire another. No decent head coach is going to come here if he's got to take someone else's coordinator or someone else's, you know, staff or something like that. So th- I think Marone's gone, filippo has gone, Todd Walsh is gone. They're all dead men after this, but
1: it's gonna suck losing Keenan
3: though if that happens.
1: Seems well, like the only good coach we have.
3: Sometimes those positional guys come stick around. I don't, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't really. I think the impact of those types of guys is very overstated.
0: Whoever but. the linebackers coach is gone. He, uh, whoever the linebackers coach is uh, currently is definitely gonna fucking be gone. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
3: That's um, a terrible unit, man. I've I've slowly come around on the, uh not to jump in the draft talk while the season's still going on in the pod, but I've come around on these guys who are saying Isaiah Simmons. I'm like, well, he doesn't really fit here, to the point where I'm like, yes, fuck, get us any help. I don't care who it sends to the bench, Miles, Quincy, Leon Jacobs, whoever, fucking send everyone to the bench in favor of a young, talented linebacker draft.
0: And, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like Miles. It's hard for me to jump on the um on the Miles hate that all you guys are on. Um but yeah, he's fucking sucked a uh, huge yeah. nut this year, dude. And, well I mean they just
3: they just paid him so he's still gonna be here, so you don't have to right. worry about him losing his job or anything. Um not yet at I, least, but I I, st-
0: I still have I still have faith in Quincy, but like the dude needs to bump up his his like IQ like his situational yeah. like his game IQ like his game yeah. sense like you well, know he's
3: never played the position but he was he was more of a hybrid safety type of guy at Murray State or wherever he played in college so this is his first time playing weak side and and Miles never played weak side linebacker he played strong side and then he'd come in for pause on passing downs to play inside
0: right so he
3: never played so we literally going into the season I don't think had anyone really worth a damn who'd played our weak side linebacker role before you know what next year who fuck knows is going to be coaching the defense. So right. may, maybe you're, maybe you're right. And I just hope that, you know, once all of the bloodshed and firings are over and we have a clearer picture on who the head coach and defensive coordinator are, we'll be able to draft accordingly and, sur- and, you know, just, uh, yeah, uh, th- that position's awful. And I do think we need to invest heavily uh, both there and on the interior defensive line to toughen them up a little bit against the run. But I do think that a new, some new leadership on the defense side of the coaching aspect would go a very long way for this defense. And in that case, maybe you're right. Like Quincy and Miles, you know, are kind of as much as we have hated watching them this season, they probably do deserve a second chance in those respects.
0: Well, I mean, maybe just try playing them in their like natural positions, you know, like like you don't you don't have to force Miles Jack to play inside, like. Mm -hmm. And, but, I mean, fucking God bless Jake Ryan. I don't know why he's still taking up a roster spot because I highly yeah. doubt he's ever going to play a snap in a Jaguars uniform.
3: Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things. I, I liked that signing a lot. I, I still I won't dunk on Caldwell for that one because if he had been healthy and then stayed on schedule for his recovery, I think he'd, you would be able to experiment a little bit about moving miles back into some different roles with Jake Ryan rotating in on the field. But, We'll never know. So maybe that's something they can work with next year. I don't know. Like I said, it depends on who the coach is, who's coaching the defense. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I
1: don't think Miles was injured at all during the game uh, last weekend, but he didn't play 100% of snaps. Quincy Williams did play 100% of snaps. I don't know what that means for anything, but like it's really weird considering Quincy Williams was benched for two weeks straight in week eight and week nine. And now he's the guy out here playing 100% of snaps.
3: Yeah, the snap counts have been all over the place. Like, I've I've been following him a little bit just to see how many, like, mainly Josh Allen and Yannick were playing and, like, who was getting rotated in and out in the defensive line. But that's something else that's been noticed uh, among the uh, linebacking group, um, Like, who's actually been in and out. And it's it's been all over the place. So, again, maybe a little bit more consistency next year. Another year of experience they can put this one behind it. I don't think we really need to completely retool that the entire that part of the defense, but it it is going to change um, and hopefully for the better next year with some new uh, coaching. And I guess I'm on board the Derek Brown train for that ninth pick now. After I was kind of lambasting it earlier this year, we don't need a defensive tackle, and I'm like, this motherfuckers just tossing people around like rag dolls on the interior at Auburn. Maybe that's something we could use.
2: Um, Josh,
1: uh, uh, it really depends on you know what else we need. Like if we're going to reevaluate in five five weeks or so. What's really bad is that Josh Allen played only twenty three snaps. So yeah. we need to fire people before we like talk about drafting people because we can draft people and not going to get used well. Like we're seeing our number seven overall pick is playing twenty three snaps in a key game.
0: Josh I mean, Allen. Really. Josh Allen's played. Um, 63.6% of the snaps this year.
3: Yeah, which is why that whole, why the last game, it's kind of, I know they're working a more, but I feel like they're, you know, with the, the shit that Josh Allen has done this season, mostly against the pass, but, he, you know, we've seen him make plenty of tough plays uh, against the run as well. You, you got to wonder, like, what the plan was taking him off the field that much.
0: Um, okay, so we have two players who have played 100% of the snaps this year. Um, can you guess who they are?
2: Um, AJ Boye. And no one on the line. And he said Miles got taken out, so not him. Uh,
3: so I would guess... Uh not uh either Gerard Wilson or Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie Harrison missed some time to injury, so I'd say Gerard Wilson.
1: How to Jared Wilson? Are we talking special teams too or just defense offense guys?
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Th- uh three players, offense and defense. Uh three players. All
1: right, yeah. Jared uh, Wilson's been healthy, so definitely him.
3: Jared Wilson, AJ Boy, and Brandon Linder.
0: You got any guesses, thirty?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Jared Wilson, Boye, and um who's the other guy? Jawan Taylor?
0: Uh Jared Wilson is the only defensive player to play one hundred percent of the snaps this year. Um Juwan Taylor and Andrew Norwell. Interesting. Those are the three players that have played one hundred percent of the snaps. I wanna
3: um, I wanna I wanna know who the fuck snapped the ball on like the two snaps that Linder was the dude doing it. Right, And how it didn't go sailing over his shoes. Right. I would guess uh, Tyler Shatley, right? He's our backup mm-hmm. center?
0: Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Ty- Tyler Shatley played one snap. Uh, he was in for one snap, one play. Um, was uh, that the
1: same play that Brandon Linder missed?
0: Um, I would yeah, have to guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like Brandon Linder's missed one play. So uh yeah, Tyler Shatley was our center for that one play. Um and then uh where was I w- I was looking at Miles. I wanted to see how many s- snaps Miles had played. Uh Miles has only played 86% of the snaps this year. I mean that's pretty good, but he's kind of a guy you expect to
3: you're wondering why he's ever on the field at all. Right. right.
0: Right. I, don't I mean he That's... he was a guy he was a guy who played like 100% of the snaps over the last 2 years. So
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean I I get it if uh, the offense has been putting him in some bad positions to where maybe he needs the breather, but whatever. I don't like Again, like I let, you know, like 30 said, like we're, we're not really going to there's only so much we can speculate on on who's going to fit the defense when we find out who what kind of defense is actually going to be based on a coaching hire. So we'll uh We'll see, I guess.
0: Um, also, I just saw this, um, and I don't remember, so maybe you guys can help me, but um, our only defensive player this year to play an offensive snap was Jalen Ramsey. He played one offensive snap, and for the life of me, I can't remember him ever being on offense. That's interesting.
3: I, I don't remember. Did we do like a trick play or something like that Five. where we split him out wide, or was that just a pro bullshit that I'm
0: thinking of? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, well. But, I just, I just thought that was interesting cool. that we mm-hmm. have one defensive player who's played one offensive snap. Apparently, Do you right. know what game that was in? I have no idea. Um, yeah,
1: all right, let's find out. Um, it doing was some intense research. It was a Tennessee game.
2: Played one snap.
0: Interesting. Oh, really?
3: Okay. Oh well. Well, um, so well, none of them dunked on them. <laughs>
0: We we took a break for, like, two weeks. Uh, we didn't record, uh, mostly, mostly just because, like, after the London game, I was just – I was also defeated from watching the Jaguars play football. So I was, like – I wasn't motivated at all. And I was telling Loxman, like, a few days ago we were talking, and I was, like, I just haven't been motivated at all to even, like, talk about Jaguars because when we suck, like, there's – it's not fun to sit around and talk about. So – yeah um, and i
3: I go too deep into draft stuff uh, probably weeks before or months before anyone else does so I know no one wants to hear me babble
2: about that
0: but um so we were gonna have thirty thirty on for like the last two weeks, and we just didn't record um but uh I know two weeks ago after the london game uh thirty was like really fired up over shad Khan's um oh viability know, what you, the viability he was really fired up, and he really wanted to talk about it. Um, so, considering that we had that bye week, and then we had two shitty games, like, are I mean, like, what do they expect us? Do they expect people to keep showing up to see this shitty football team? Like, like, like the I don't know how I don't know how Shad can just after seeing this football team the less. Two games and get, and get get blown out by division rivals. Just think, oh well, yeah, these people should still show up and support their football team. Like, what the fuck? Yeah,
1: I just I just don't know what ShotCon's endgame end game is here. Like, does he want to make money or does he want to win games? Because right now he's doing neither of them.
3: But he's making right. money, man. The valuation has fired up so high. Like, if they if he sold the team right now, you'd get like like what two point five more than he paid. You got him for like some. Bullshit. Like eight hundred million, they're like two billion valuations. So even if he fucking cut his price down, he'd still make double an investment from what seven or eight years ago. That's pretty fucking good. Right, but he could be making so much more if he actually ran
1: a competent franchise.
3: oh I totally agree, man. Yeah, and I, if we and I don't, if... I don't think London's like even his end game. I mean, I think he's gonna hold it as a threat over the city to get the taxpayers to fucking build him a new stadium here in five to ten years. But I don't really think it's I mean he I think he knows that it's not fucking that moving a franchise to London isn't viable but
0: Right right he's a smart guy so like he's got to know that people are going to show up to the football games if we're good and we're winning mm-hmm. football games like uh, uh, like people aren't going to sell out that stadium to watch us lose by 40 points you know or yeah. I guess we only lost by like 20 some points but if it felt like oh, yeah. I, you know, like no, nobody, like the stadium's not going to sell out, full of people th- that are going to expect us to get blown out every Sunday. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to be
3: ugly the next few weeks too. Like, like to finish out the season, I, I, I expect that place to be a fucking ghost town. Like I'm not even, I'm not interested in going to the away game and fucking playing anymore. No one wants to do anything with regards to this team now. I will
1: say, if they put in Minchu, people will come and watch.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. They might even. That's win like,
1: like literally an easy fix. Yeah. One more Foles game. Just just let him suck it up for one more game. Yeah. Khan comes in or like sends Tony down to the lair, Tom's lair, and it's like, all right, put in Nick Foles. I mean, yeah, take out Nick Foles.
3: The worst of it's going to be is that fucking uh, the we're going to end up walking backwards into a fucking win or something, and they'll be like, oh, see, I told you guys so, like. I don't know, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's so disgusting how that's... And it's, you know that's exactly what's going to happen. And they'll consider that uh, a viable reason to uh, have hope or keep starting or that they did nothing wrong. And we're going to get, with our luck, we're going to get like the
1: really shitty James Winston this week. Mm-hmm. There was like five picks. And somehow Nick Foles is going to get spun into like getting credited for the win or whatever. And then we have four more games of Nick
3: Foles. So. I don't know about that, man. If you, I mean, I, I think we've been good enough to, to kind of put the, to make life difficult teams with one good receiver. If you've seen what Godwin's fucking doing, like him and Mike Evans together, that's, that's going to be tough. Which, We're about to see though, if it, like one of the worst running teams in the fucking NFL can, can get the, get their juice back playing us though.
0: Which by the way, I want to give a shout out to 904Funk for trading me Godwin in our <laughs> fantasy league. Uh, just, a, uh, fuck, on, uh, like, Saturday. So, uh, yeah, fucking appreciate it, guy, because he got me, like, 30-some fantasy points, so. That guy's
3: fucking ridiculous, man.
0: But. <clears throat> um, uh, okay, so, I guess we can start wrapping everything up. Um, before we do, I have a confession to make, uh, to you guys in particular, because oh, you're... shit. Um... And a bunch of other people who I've interacted with, but the last couple of weeks of watching Nick Foles really made me realize how annoying it must have been for me to relentlessly defend Blake Bortles for so long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's understandable, because Blake Bortles is a guy you want to defend. Like I don't know if anyone who doesn't like Blake Bortles is a person, so you yeah. want to root for the guy, but like Nick Foles is just different.
0: Right. It just made me realize, like when I see like these, when I see some fans, mostly Eagles fans, but you know, when I see some fans saying, you know, uh, you know, the the run defense gave up all those points, and like uh, Nick can't win the game by himself, and I was like, fuck, dude, this this is all shit that I said defending Blake, (laughs) and I was was like, God, like I was so annoying.
3: (laughs) You just got to become as pessimistic as we are at this point, man
0: oh yeah i'm I'm just ready to watch the whole thing burn to the ground because that's the direction that it's going, so
3: oh yeah, no, totally like, and it's very understandable <laughs> if you're pessimistic about this franchise all the time, you're gonna be right like ninety eight percent of the time. So. yeah, it's very easy to be correct about this franchise. Just assume the worst possible fucking thing's gonna happen, although again, right. like I said earlier even even I couldn't fucking predict the kind of shit that is uh that's gone that has happened with this team, you know.
0: And I I think it's funny because um Dilla was like on this like really hard like uh Nick Foles gimmick uh for the last like couple weeks of Gardner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and uh he was annoying like a lot of people with it cuz a lot of people were like, "Nah, dude, Nick Foles sucks. Yeah. Like, keep Gardner in." But like Dilla was like hard deep into this uh this pro Foles gimmick, right? And like, like halfway through that first game, Dylan's was like, "All right, fuck <laughs> it, I, I can't do this anymore." Like, he's just so bad. Like, yeah, I mean, fucking he, he's fucking now.
3: He says, he says as much. Like, where he's like, "I'm just kind of f- people a little bit." And if you, if you're just like a guy who doesn't know is on or his personality that he's had on Twitter or whatever for the longest time, you wouldn't be able to tell either. But yeah, it's uh, it's, I don't know, man. It was it's just so
0: funny. Things. It was so funny that Foles was so bad that, like, he just completely dropped the gimmick. Like, all right, oh, like yeah. I, can't, I can't even pretend to, like, keep this gimmick going any longer. Like.
3: <laughs> this is just awful. Like, And that was after the first week of Foles. I can't even imagine if he had tried to stretch it out, like, one more week. That It would have just been so awful, dude. Honestly, everything is pretty fucking awful right now. But the I think the future is a little bit... I'm getting tired of fucking saying this, but I think the future is not as doom and gloom cuz I think we have finally cr- finally crossed the threshold where we are going to see some significant uh firings and you know, it's anyone's guess if we hi- if whoever we hire to replace the people will be better or worse. My biggest fear was that uh we were going to do just well enough to keep too many people around and not really have an opportunity to get better in the off season. But I think we finally, you know, the Rubicon on that one we're really going to see some heads roll and hopefully it'll be for the better
0: yeah and uh, honestly I mean in this season there are are a couple of silver linings and um, I I think the biggest like the three things that we can take away so far throughout this portion of the season is one uh, we got Gardner Minshew uh, Hell yeah, we do. Fucking put him in and let him play because the kid's good. So we got Gardner. DJ Chark has really broken out as, like, a, like a top wide receiver. Um. So thank you, Chark, for, like, I don't know, fucking loosening up your hands this last offseason because it's fucking worked. <laughs> and the third thing is that we absolutely fleeced the Rams on the oh, trade. Yeah.
3: That's it's looking ridiculous. Although, you know, hey, there's one that you want to be like, oh, it's not his fault. It's probably that just golf has been fucking terrible. But even still, like it, it's such a the fact that he doesn't even like he looks so unconvinced. I'm, I'm for me. I'm just personally shocked that fucking who's their GM, Les Snead or whoever. Like, I was sure that any team that we would trade ran to would have like had an agreement in place with this fucking agent or at least, you know, a soft agreement or something. And it doesn't sound like they have fucking anything like that at all. He's going to end up being a rental there for another year, and then he's going to take off. And they have no fucking money to, uh, to try to fill their roster spots, and now they have no draft picks either.
1: It would be amazing. Never going to happen. But if Jalen Ramsey comes back to Jacksonville Jaguars, after Tom Coughlin gets fired, you get <laughs> two picks. You got two first-rounders, would... and Jalen Ramsey back. The, the whole John Ramsey thing seems like such a long time ago. It seems like oh my god, years I, ago.
3: I was after all this shit watching Monday Night Football and seeing him out there. It was the first time I've seen the Rams. First time I have seen him in that uniform. Um, I, I was like, I was like, holy shit, like, he he does. He looks at least when he was here and like he was battling against Hopkins that week two matchup and completely shut him down. You're like, look, this guy like is fucking not happy about where he is, but at least he's fucking trying. Out there in l a dude doesn't look like he gives a fuck anymore, like he's still he he looks just as unhappy out there as he does here
0: not to mention uh he had to get held back all the way to the fucking locker room, <laughs> like
3: oh yeah, that was fucking stupid that was like, hilarious that was, was it was hilarious and none none of his teammates care dude like it's clear like he he hasn't fucking jived with the with what that team has going on, not that that team has a whole lot of anything going on this year but whatever when you, you want to talk about building culture like maybe he should get a lesson from Nick Foles and that
0: right
2: but
3: yeah uh, no it, it, so if they for for that yeah you're right like we we fucking fleece the shit out of them and all all credit to the powers that be for doing that and uh getting hopefully whoever the new GM's next year a good launching and all
0: yeah now maybe they'll just keep sucking so that um our that pick that we got from them is a bit higher so yeah but
1: they played uh, they, they play some
3: good teams too coming up i think but yeah i yeah. think
2: they still have
3: a few more wins in them because there's there's too much talent on that team to fucking out or anything but they're in a pretty pretty attractive position right now all things considered they have probably
1: two more losses guaranteed in them when they're playing the 49ers and the seahawks mm-hmm. Maybe. And then they play the Cardinals twice and the Cowboys once. So yeah. I would say, you know, three, four losses isn't, like, impossible.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's not impossible, but they do still have guys like Aaron Donald who can, you know, and, like, those receivers are no slabs here. So there's, there's individual players who can change games on that team. So, yeah.
0: I really just can't wait for uh, Blake Bortles to be Jalen's starting quarterback again. <laughs>
3: You know the the meme picture of like I think it's a a St. Louis Cardinals player or whatever. He's the catcher and he sees this relief pitcher running into the mound. Yeah, and that yeah, new, yeah. He yeah. fucking run, and the catcher's like, "Oh Jesus, this guy!" Like that's the number one thing I've seen as a reaction to fucking Jalen seeing Blake Bortles warming up on the sideline. You know what? If Jared Goff keeps playing like this, Jalen might be the happiest
1: person in the world when someone else comes in and play quarterback. Right. He, yeah,
0: he, he might be happy to see Blake Bortles for once in his career. The other sad
1: yeah, part, the, the, sad like part
3: about, the sad part about last night was that we saw what Lamar Jackson did from here.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, Lamar is absolutely fucking insane, dude. It's crazy.
3: He's, I totally understand why everyone's like just kind of becoming soft Ravens fans right now. I mean, is, is is he the most exciting thing to happen to football? I think he's a lot more exciting than even Holmes' like touch like wild season last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's absolutely uh, assuming he doesn't get injured sometime between now and the end of the season, he's absolutely going to run with the run away with the MVP. Um, mm-hmm. Which is crazy considering the seasons that Russell Wilson is having and the season that Christian McCaffrey's.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, we lost you again, bro. JC.
0: Yo, yo. Okay, all right, we're back. Um, this thing's getting on my fucking nerves. But anyway, like considering the seasons that like those two guys are having, like Lamar Jackson is still running away with the MVP. So that's that's nuts, dude, like
2: Yeah.
3: I, I really wish it could have been us, man. Like and I and everyone who says like, "Oh, we were fucking not built our offense around him. Like we hired John D Filippo, we hired quarterbacks coach. Who's to say we wouldn't have hired a guy uh that have, you know, done right
2: by uh by Lamar Jackson. If we had done the right thing and fired everyone in twenty eight.
0: Yeah, well you guys have anything else you want to touch on or you wanna wrap everything um, up? Um
3: I don't know. It's just
1: sadness, depression. It's yeah, typical year.
3: season for us. Like it just, you know, I, I, you know what? Hey, at least, at least there's Gardner. I like I said, I'm a little bit less sad, and I don't, I won't ever be optimistic. But I am more intrigued by what will happen this off season after we definitely fire people. Like I said, if if I was feeling like we were still doing mediocre enough to where we wouldn't have significant firings, I'd be depressed. But since we're definitely going to see some heads roll a little bit more optimistic than i usually am this time of year
0: right well we've been recording for a little over an hour so i guess this is a good stopping point and then uh uh naturally we'll see how everything goes but hopefully we'll be back next week for another episode and uh maybe have something good to talk about maybe you know i i don't wish injury on anyone but maybe just i, maybe, I do i'm
3: um... I'm too fucking old to be that noble.
0: Maybe maybe Nick Foles comes down with some sort of a collarbone injury and uh and then we get to watch exciting football again. Who knows?
3: Oh that's fine. He's had one of paid, so yeah, I mean that's I don't I don't I have a lot less sympathy for that guy than I do. <laughs> you know you know what? If he if he fucking breaks like both of his fucking ankles, his ACLs and his collarbone, hey man, that's just God's plan. Jesus Christ. Well, do all till we die.
0: (laughs) All right,
2: guys. yeah